This week, the Turfgrass Hotline, brought to you by Dryject and Telegrow and the Plant Food Company, is tracking the Connect to Protect Tour, a 3,000-mile bike journey by my friend Ken Benoit, the president and founder of EcoTurf Consulting, longtime golf course superintendent conditioning golf courses for 25 years. Ken spearheaded the development of the New York State Best Management Practice Initiative, which received acclaim among New York State regulators and legislators. His leadership of the BMPs gave the game of golf a prominent voice in New York State government during important regulatory matters that could impact course operation. Ken's approach in my time of knowing him has been progressive and proactive, seeking solutions to important environmental issues confronting the 21st century golf operation. It's no surprise then that Ken, an avid and experienced cyclist, would hop in the saddle and ride 3,000 miles in 30 days with 40 pounds on his back on the Connect to Protect Tour, highlighting best management practices across the United States. But as Ken will tell you soon, this is a personal journey as well as a professional one. We recorded this interview on Monday, August 17th, right before Ken headed from State College to Westerville, Ohio, a 112-mile ride. Ken, I don't even know where to begin with such a thing, but let's start with the simple question. When did you start and where are you now? Hey, Frank. Well, officially I started Thursday night. I decided to do a prologue to my tour so as to not have to ride down to Greenwich and then back past my house those 13 miles on the same day. So I rode down and it was kind of cool. I had a couple buddies who wanted to join me. It was like a little parade. And uh, we went down. I put my rear wheel in the water uh, in the ocean uh, there in Connecticut and rode my way back to my house. We had a couple of drinks. The next morning I got up Friday morning and started the tour. And so off you went. Now, the prologue highlighted one of the major thrusts of doing this, which is making sure people knew the grassroots effort that happens on golf courses around the country to preserve and protect environmental quality. And Jim Pavanetti had a beautiful example of a very integrated approach to aquatic weed control. So that you were off to a good start, but I want to talk about the bike for a second, right? So Thursday or Friday, and what are the dates there, Ken? It was Thursday the 13th was the prologue, and then Friday the 14th, I actually started the real work, which was riding my way into Pennsylvania. So you literally rode from Connecticut to Pennsylvania in a day? Yeah, essentially. My house is about two miles from the border of uh, New York, Connecticut. I rode uh, into Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. It was 118 miles. And I think I had in the neighborhood of 7,500 feet of elevation gain. Whoa. You fueling as you're riding, you know, I, I, I had a little bout with triathlons myself and spent a little time in the saddle. <laughs> My condolences, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when you're riding, you got to eat. So how are you staying fueled as you're moving along, just logistically? Yeah, so critical that you stay fueled up. You're burning a lot of calories out on the road, way more than you have stored up. So you've got to stop and eat whole foods. You can't just sit there and eat sugars. You can't eat gel packs and cliff bars. Uh, You can't cliff bar your way to Oregon. (laughs) You've got to eat these whole foods. So I'm stopping and I'm getting sandwiches or going into the grocery store. I'm getting uh, apples or other types of uh, pre-cut food, you know, those types of things. So, okay. I want to make sure I get this straight. 
You rode 118 miles and you also found time to go up 7,000 feet of elevation and also to stop and get some whole food. What kind of pace are you moving at, Ken, when you're, when you're pedaling? Yeah. So that first day, 118 with that amount of elevation was an average of 14 miles an hour, which was pretty good. But what I learned on that day was I ain't going to make it to Oregon if I continue to ride at a high pace. You know, I've been a competitive cyclist now for uh, four or five years. And, you know, it just gets in your mind to go fast, go as fast as you can. And this is an entirely different perspective on riding a bike. It's not about speed. I got to say, knowing you, it sounds like a great analogy for the own journey you're taking Mm. in your life. Uh, Sometimes get out of the gate and run really hard. And then we sort of have to sit and reevaluate our ass hurts, our hand hurts. (laughs) Smartest thing I did, Frank, was day two, I had an epiphany to stay within myself which I wasn't doing in day one. So literally, I stayed comfortable. And what a difference. Day two was probably on paper a more grueling day than day one. But I managed it. Went at a little bit lower speed. There was more climbing, more steep climbing, and got to the end of the ride and felt fine. Versus the first night, I was wondering if I should just turn around and go home. So where are you now? Where are you calling me from and physically? Because I was looking for the place to find the dot on your EcoTurf website. Yeah, you can go to that website and there's a link that allows you to track me live throughout the day. It updates every 10 minutes. And if you look at that link right now, I am sitting, you can't see it, but I'm sitting in a tent in Greensburg, PA. Huh. Yeah, so it's just outside of Pittsburgh. Excellent. Yeah, probably 30 miles. So so you were with your old pal, John Kaminsky, and got some great shots of you. <laughs> you guys have been pals a long time. Uh, yep. What did you focus on when you were in State College? So I went to visit Steve Craig at Center Hills. And, uh, well, first, let me back up a little bit. When I got to State College, I first and foremost focused on having some beers with John Kaminsky. Let's be honest. (laughs) So we had some beers. The next morning, which was yesterday morning, I got up nice and early and met Steve Craig over at Center Hills. And we talked about one of his BMPs that he's implementing over there, which is using carbon-based fertilizers to feed the soils and make some healthy microbes, which results in less fungicide use. Frank, he's extending his spray windows to 31 days on some of his fungicides. This is very good. So this is really the mission here now is to ride your bike, uh, figure out how to stay in the saddle for another, I don't know, 2,800, 2,700. (laughs) I'm not counting. (laughs) Where are you heading today and um, what's next on the map? So today I am heading toward... Well, nobody's going to know these little towns in Ohio, but St. Clairsville, Morristown, in that area, there's a state park there, Bark Camp. And I'm going to spend the night there tonight. And then tomorrow, I'm going to ride my way into Columbus. It'll be just north of Columbus, Westerville. Uh And uh, I'm going to take a rest day on Thursday. So I'll get to Westerville on 
Wednesday and then take a rest day Thursday. And I'm hoping I can get a golf course in Ohio. I'd, I'd hate for Ohio to be the only state I don't get a golf course in as I travel. We can't have that. So we'll, yeah. we'll get somebody in Ohio because, you know, there's a lot of good work coming out of the Ohio State University and there's a, a lot of good environmental work going on uh, oh, in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm right there, and it's a rest day on Thursday, so how convenient. My sister and brother-in-law are actually driving down from Michigan to uh, mm-hmm. hang out with me for uh, for that day and a quarter. So your tour is not going to take you to the great state of Michigan? No, it is not. That'll have to be another tour. And so, listen, let's wrap up for today, because you've got how many miles ahead of you? <laughs> I would say 2,800 miles ahead of me. So I've done about 400. How many today? 100 today, and I think it's 108 tomorrow to get me into Columbus. Frank, my longest day on this tour is going to be 160 miler. And my shortest day is, I think, is 55. Well, listen, before I let you go, I want to talk about something a little bit more personal about this thing. And I was so pleased to see already in your journal uh, one of the things happening, uh, looks like you bumped into some guys at a fruit stand. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, part of what this is about for you? Yeah, so this tour initially started out with me trying to find some clarity in my life. Personally and, and professionally, I thought, geez, what better way to do it than to grind myself down to a pulp. That'll shed all of the junk and get me right down to the heart of what I'm looking for, uh, which is this clarity. And, you know, it was funny. I just kind of organically stumbled into this concept of promoting facility BMP adoption. As I started to think about this ride, I thought, geez, it's got to have a bigger purpose than me sitting in a saddle thinking about myself for 38 days. So I started talking to my wife, Melody, about this concept of, Hey, I've spent the last eight years mostly voluntarily working on BMPs. I've helped 12 states develop their BMP documents. Why not promote this next step, which is really our most important step, to get facilities to understand the importance of adopting these BMPs so that we can show everybody what the hell we're doing in the golf industry. She thought that was a great idea, came up with this idea actually through a friend of mine, Nathan Battier, suggested, well, hey, Ken, why don't you stop at these golf courses along the way, offer some free consultation? It, that blew my mind. I said, yeah, all right. And so at that point, this whole concept started doing what I had hoped it would do by the time I got to the end, which would start to give me some clarity. And here I am. I'm, I'm on the road. I'm doing this thing and I'm feeling great. And who knows what's going to happen between here and Oregon. And boy, part of that journey was connecting to the America that we imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. The, uh, the connect to protect concept for me became way bigger than connecting with superintendents to protect the environment. So I came up with this concept connect to protect by just making two columns. There was a column of connect with people, uh, develop relationships. I just started listing all these words on the left column. And then on the right column, I had all my environmental concepts, words, phrases. And on the left side, I saw the word connect. And on the right side of the column, I saw environmental protection, the word protection. And I thought connect protection. And I just came up with connect to protect. And now that has grown 
to mean a lot more. In order to protect anything in your life, you have to connect with it. My relationship with you, Frank, if I don't connect with you, then that relationship goes away. Mm -hmm. So you and I need to connect in order to protect that relationship. Same with your spouse, same with your family. And I think it's a great lesson for superintendents to understand the importance to connect with your family. That means maybe not going to work 12 hours a day sometimes so that you can protect those relationships. You know, it's just a bigger, broader meaning than this concept of meeting superintendents and showing what they're doing. Well, Ken, I I really can't think of a better way to wrap up our first time together to start to share this with the golf industry uh, than what you just said there. At the end of the day, uh, it's been a tough year. Uh, A lot of places in the United States have suffered economically. Uh, Golf, thankfully, seems to be booming as an enterprise, but it's been a tough growing season and superintendents are often short staffed now. So I think everybody's on your back now, buddy. We're looking forward to hearing more from you moving forward. You take care of yourself. Thanks, Frank. It's been a pleasure. Ken Benoit, founder and president of EcoTurf Consulting, can be found at ecoturfconsulting.com. His Connect to Protect tour can also be accessed there where you can follow Ken's progress, his videos, and experiences. We'll be checking in again soon. The Turfgrass Hotline is brought to you by our friends at Dryject, Intelligrow, and the Plant Food Company, three sponsors that are committed to our progressive voice here at TurfNet and specifically from all of us on the hotline and with Frankly Speaking. I'm Frank Rossi. Thank you for listening.